You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Hello, hello. This is Drew. And I talk very slowly to prevent verbal pauses, so I highly recommend you listening to me at one and a half speed. Today's chapter is Acts 25, and it is my job to squeeze water out of a rock today. Why in the world would I say such a thing? Well, sometimes in our Bible reading, we come to chapters where it's just not immediately apparent how a given day's Bible reading can be applied to us immediately in our daily life. And if in the 27 verses of this chapter, you're looking for a verse that you can just give to the Lord and pray, you you might not even find one that sticks out. At least I didn't. But thankfully, When you zoom out and get a bird's eye view of this chapter, you can realize that Acts 25 is rich in divine revelation. So firstly, I want all of you to consider the matter of worldly status. Uh, Most of you are college students. I was. And most of you will finish with a degree from the University of Texas, a very prestigious institution. In following the Lord, you might ask yourself the question, why does any of this matter? Why should I even finish my degree? The only thing that matters is Christ. The only thing that matters is the building of the church. Well, what Acts 25 shows us is that for people that have a heart for the Lord's move on earth and people that have a vision of God's economy, the Lord can actually use your worldly status to further his purpose on earth. So in Acts 25, you see basically a modern-day courtroom drama unfolding where you have the Jews trying to kill him. You have the corrupt Roman politicians also trying to further their status at Paul's expense. And Paul is caught defending himself before these parties. Paul hasn't done anything wrong, of course, and he says that in verse 8. But nevertheless, everyone for their own motivations wants to do away with this guy. So Paul does something actually quite brilliant. He appeals to Caesar and he asks to be tried before Caesar, the leader of the Roman government. This is not a privilege that just anyone can utilize. This is a privilege that is available only to Roman citizens. And earlier in Acts, uh, Paul uses his Roman citizenship uh, to the advantage of the gospel. There's an occasion where he's in prison and the prisoners find out that he's a Roman citizen. And they're like, oh, no, what have we done? 
we didn't know this guy was a robot, and we're going to get in a lot of trouble if they find out we were messing with this guy. So he ends up being released. So in this case, in Acts 25, he appeals to Caesar. And they have no choice but to grant this appeal because of Paul's Roman citizenship. Could Paul have not mentioned his Roman citizenship? Of course. But as a God-man walking on earth, Paul, who, as you see in Acts, is a man who lived Christ, expressed Christ, and magnified Christ, through his discernment and his own fellowship with the Lord, deemed it profitable to use his status as a Roman citizen to deliver him from this situation to where the Jews would not put him to death, to where he would be tried before Caesar. Why is this so important? Why am I talking about this so much? Well, let me ask you to consider for a moment what the Bible would look like if it didn't have Philemon in it. Uh, you probably didn't know it was there. So, so okay, Philemon. Well, what about Titus? Okay. Um, how about Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, 1 Timothy, Hebrews, and then 2 Timothy? Uh, what would the Bible look like without these eight books? Uh, I don't know about you, but there would be a large bit of the divine revelation completely missing from the Bible. Many actually refer to some of these books as the heart of the Bible. It is that important for some believers what is revealed in these epistles. So for Paul to complete the divine revelation that we all have benefited from, it was necessary for Paul to appeal to Caesar and for him to be imprisoned in Rome. Paul, in his discernment and in his fellowship with the Lord, decided to appeal to Caesar. So as all of you slowly throughout your years in college, gain knowledge, gain accreditation, gain a degree, gain a master's degree, gain a PhD. The Lord might call you at some point to use that which you have gained to further his purpose on earth. And what a privilege it would be not to gain all of this knowledge just to promote yourself in the world, but to promote the Lord according to his calling. Shifting gears a little bit, this chapter also highlights a man, Paul, who is standing for the Lord in the face of three things. So you have the religious Jews who want to do away with him, not really much of a surprise. The Jews opposed anything that was against their religion because they were proud of their religion, but had no awareness of the life that their religion should have led them to. 
Then you have the corrupt Roman politicians. Corrupt politicians? Is, is that really a surprise to anyone? Do I need to talk more about corrupt politicians? I'll spare you all. But if you do want to read more about corrupt politicians, just swipe right on your iPhone, and I guarantee you there's something on your newsfeed right now talking about somebody's opinion that a certain politician is corrupt. And then the third thing might actually seem a little unexpected. You have a weak situation in the Church of Jerusalem. You have a situation of weakness and compromise amongst brothers in the church. You have a situation where uh, there's very little revelation in the church, and it's very much degrading. So there's a fairly extensive Bible commentary that many folks in Seasock read to provide a little light into the chapters of the Bible that they're studying. And I just want to read an excerpt from that commentary to kind of highlight the situation that you see in chapter 25 of Acts. In chapter 25 of Acts, we have a picture of the situation in which Paul was. As the one standing in the midst of this situation, Paul was different from the Jewish people in their religion, from the Roman politicians, and also from the church in Jerusalem. This picture reveals that Paul was one who lived Christ. Paul was a genuine witness to Christ. It is no wonder then that the Lord Jesus considered him a witness when he said to Paul, Take courage, for as you have solemnly testified concerning me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. That's Acts 23.11. According to 26.16, the Lord had appointed Paul a minister and a witness. Actually, in all his defenses, Paul did not say very much concerning Christ. Nevertheless, the Lord Jesus recognized that Paul was solemnly testifying concerning him. Paul could testify for the Lord because he lived Christ. As one who lived Christ and was a living testimony of him, Paul was absolutely different from the Jewish religionist the Roman politicians, and those in the church in Jerusalem. We need to be deeply impressed with the fact that in these chapters of Acts, Paul was a genuine witness of Christ. We have seen that these chapters describe three categories of people, the Jewish religionists, the Roman politicians, and those weak and compromising ones in the church in Jerusalem. Now with Paul, we have a fourth category, in this category, Paul stands alone as a person who lived Christ. Paul not only preached the propagation of the resurrected Christ, he lived this Christ. Paul lived a life that was the propagation of the resurrected Christ. What a glory, what a victory, what a gain for the Lord, and what a shame to the enemy that Paul both preached Christ and lived Christ. In the center of the enemy's activity stood Paul, a person who lived Christ. The resurrected Christ had propagated himself by coming into Paul and making him a living witness of Christ. End quote. That was Paul's situation back then. You had three traps that you could fall into. You could be a Jew and be zealous for your religion and miss life. You could be a Roman politician 
care nothing but for yourself. Or you could have some of the divine revelation, but a desire to compromise. What a sad situation that ones in the church could compromise themselves into a degraded situation. But let us all take this example that Paul has given us in these chapters of Acts. And let us be those who seek out Christ, live Christ, and express Christ in the face of a world that wants anything but that. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope this helped a little bit. And and I look forward to doing this again another time. This has been the Bible Plus Podcast.